Psalm 86. Just want to highlight a few of these as we continue down. We've we've looked at verses uh, one and two and three and four and five. Uh, we looked at last week and six. I want to pick up in verse six. And again, this is a revival prayer, and I hope that that, that you've been able to even use it in your personal prayer time. Uh, praying scripture is an excellent idea. Uh, you have it's just the heart. Uh, of someone that loved God, and uh, we can echo these things and mean it from our heart, and God is pleased. Uh, let's just begin reading in verse 1. Uh, the, the, David says, Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Among, among the gods, there is none like unto thee. O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise Thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify Thy name forevermore. For great is Thy mercy toward me, and Thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. O God, the proud are risen against me, and the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul and have not set Thee before them. But Thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. O oh, turn unto me and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant and save the son of thine handmaid. Show me a token for good, that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed, because thou, Lord, hast hope in me and comforted me. A prayer of revival. Let's ask the Lord to help us tonight. Lord, I just ask you, Spirit of God, to illumine our hearts and minds, to help us, Lord, to pray better when it comes to revival. Help us to open our hearts up to you, Lord, and, and be, Lord God, just sensitive to the Spirit of God. And that we would be honest with you, God, in our request for personal revival. As we ask you to show us things that perhaps we're blind to, uh, areas, Lord, that we are struggling with, that are besetting sins. Lord, we know that you care about us and that you want to give us victory. And so, Lord God Almighty, we come to you with the heart of the psalmist tonight, seeking your face, seeking to be right with you at whatever cost it may take. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 
Well, we notice here in verse 6 is where I want to pick up. The psalmist says, give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. Uh, You know, notice this phrase here, the voice of my supplications. There are times in our life where we're not sure what to pray for. (laughs) You ever been there? You, You just... You don't you just the words aren't coming. You don't know exactly how to pray for a certain situation, a certain individual, your own life, your own situation. You just you don't really know how to pray. Well, I'm thankful that the psalmist here points out uh, that the Lord, Lord, would you just hear my voice, hear the voice, hear, hear my heart. Is what the psalmist is asking. And because we know sometimes words are hard to articulate. Uh, But God, thank God, he understands your voice and he understands my voice. Even when we're not able to articulate um, or communicate the exact words we're wanting to get out. Uh, God hears that. Uh, One one example, an illustration I have for you is uh, Chloe. Uh, She's at a stage in her life where she is not talking yet. But I want to tell you right now, that young lady has a voice. (laughs) And she has a very distinct voice. And she may not be able to uh, uh, word the phrases and the word the message that she's conveying to us. But I'm here to tell you, she can communicate with her voice when she wants something. And, and it is and it's most of the time. Now, there are times where we're like, what do you want? We try, you know, like we're trying to give her, trying to satisfy her, and we can't figure it out. But most of the time, we understand what she's wanting. There's, there are times where she's, she's now walking a little bit. And I say a little bit. She's getting around really well. There are times that we'll hear a faint cry. We realize at that point, and she's in explore mode, she gets stuck. There are times that she gets stuck in a room. She closes the door behind her. And so, we, you know, we, we, we find her, you know, uh, wherever in our bedroom closet or something or in the cabinet or something like that, you know, whatever it may be, something crazy. But we hear that voice. And, uh, and when she's at the table, she's pointing at something, you know. Uh, she'll communicate with her voice. She doesn't have any words. But, you know, I want, I want us to realize tonight when it comes to our, our prayer life and when it comes to with our walk with God and even with revival, because revival, sometimes we don't really know how to pray. But if we'll just simply, with the, with the, with the very genuine heart, if we'll simply utter our voice to God, He knows what we need. And he'll take that voice of ours and he'll realize that we're sincere wanting to know him better, wanting to love him better, and wanting to be right with him. God is such a wonderful father that he will meet that very need very specifically. You may not be able to word it, but he hears the voice of your supplication. And I I think upon this sometimes. I, I hope and pray that even though sometimes my, my prayers may not make sense, maybe I can't get them out like I'm trying to, I hope that my prayers will never be voiceless. 
I hope I'll at least have a voice crying out to the Lord, seeking his face. He goes on to say in verse seven, he says, in my distress or in my trouble, he says, I, I, I call upon you and listen to this uh, confidence that he has in the Lord. He says, Lord, you're going to hear me. You're, you're going to answer. You you will answer me. I know you will. And, uh, you know, this time, uh, this day of trouble is a time to be expected. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about just in life in general. We life is is filled with trouble. Man, man's life are days of trouble. And we need to be ready uh, to handle that. We need to be ready to navigate that. And he says, when, I, when I'm meeting those days of trouble, uh, I'm going to expect it. But he says, here, i got to resolve. He says, I'm going to call upon you. And he says, I know you're going to answer me. And, I, and I, I just want to remind us tonight that we don't ever need to doubt or forget that the Father is fixed on every word you utter to him. Every word, every word you utter to the Father, He is keenly interested in exactly what you have to say. What a wonderful Father. And your prayers will never, and let us be reminded of this, your prayer and my prayer will never go unanswered. Think about that. Never go unanswered. You will get an answer. It, it may be not be the answer you're looking for. It might be a delayed answer. But God always answers the cry of His children. And that's where we exercise biblical faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. But we do know the Lord hears us. And I think that's so important uh, that we have that confidence going to the Lord in prayer. I don't know about you, but do you ever feel like you're just beating the air with your words? Anybody else feel like that sometimes? You just Can we all be honest here? I think we all feel that way at times. You just feel like, okay, is, is, any, is this, is, is, I wonder if this is really doing anything. I mean, I, I think that's a, I mean, isn't that a, just an honest thing that we all struggle with at times? But we need to look back to the Word of God and remind ourselves that, that's, of course, that's a fleshly thought. But we need to go back to the Word of God and know that no, Dad, and I say that reverently, my heavenly, most high God, my heavenly Dad, my heavenly Father, hears every word and He's going to answer them according to His perfect, holy will. That's my Dad. My loving eternal dad and I'm his son and he cares about me just as much as he cares about Jesus Christ because I am in Christ and I want to tell you ladies and gentlemen he cares about what you're going through he cares about you and I walking in victory he cares and we can praise him for that what a wonderful mighty God we serve. He goes on to in verse. Uh, skip over a few verses here, though. In verse ten, he goes to praising him for how truly and wonderfully great he is, and he's God alone. Now, verse eleven is is probably, I, I, in my estimation, is is where I think that 
when it comes right down to revival, this is what we're looking for in revival. We're, asked, we're, at, we're saying, God, God, we're teachable here. Will you deal with us? We just want to open up and be an open book to you. God, you already see me like I am. You know my hang-ups. You know my weaknesses. You know my struggles. You know where I'm negligent. You know, Lord, where I am uh, in need. And so the psalmist says here, teach me thy way. Oh, Lord, he says he makes a commitment here. Now, this is this is only for people that will truly seek revival. They will say, teach me thy thy way. I will walk in thy truth. And this is one of the things that that. uh, Revival, as we think upon it, I'll I'll mention more here in just a second about a brochure I want to share with you uh, tonight. Along the lines of, of personal revival. It's this little brochure right here. But one of the things that he encourages us in, in this uh, particular brochure. Is that he, he talks about the very fact. Is there anything in my life at this time. That God is speaking to me about. That needs to be subtracted. And if I will say with, with a genuine heart. Lord teach me your way. I will walk in thy truth and let it be subtracted. Whatever it might be. Same thing with addition. Be willing to say, Lord, and let the Holy Spirit speak. So just pause when you say something like this. Lord, is there anything in my life right now that needs to be added? And, I, and of course, we know we can be general. Do I need to pray more? Yes. Do I need to read my Bible more? Yes. We understand that, okay? But I'm talking very... The Holy Spirit, remember, He speaks very specifically to us. Do you believe that? He calls you by name. Yes, Brinson. He, he will talk to you very personally. He knows where you're at in life. And you say that sincerely. Lord, is there anything that needs to be added to my life that where I'm neglecting and then just pause and just listen. Just listen. And then there's the subtraction, the one, is there anything that needs to, to, to be removed from my life? Is there anything that needs to be added to my life? And then the third question is simply this, Lord, is there anything in my life that needs to change? It just needs to change. Would you Teach me thy way. And God, when you speak, I, by your grace, I'm going to walk in your truth. And then the psalmist says here, unite my heart to fear thy name. Now, I believe this word unite carries the idea of the same teaching in the New Testament. You know how Paul talks about us having a singleness of mind, singleness of heart. That's the idea of uniting our hearts unto the Lord. We're not double-minded. And, and we are seeking in revival to say, Lord, I don't want to be a double-minded man. I want to be a single-minded man and my affections to be on Christ. And, and so we see this idea of you, uniting my heart. And it, notice the phrase he uses. I think this is very important. To fear thy name. Now, we studied the fear of God two years ago, but you'll remember there are two really major aspects of the fear of God, okay? There is the aspect of 
of being in awe of God in a sense of while God is almighty, he is he is also all powerful. He is all knowing and God will will certainly uh, not be happy with sin. He will be angry with sin. God is angry with sin. And I need to understand there needs to be an awareness that God is holy. And, and yes, I, I don't want to uh, have him chasing me. I, I just don't. That, that's a healthy fear. I gave the illustration of my dad growing up. I, I, I thank God that my dad was the disciplinarian he was. He would jack me up quick when I came home as a teenager and I'd mouth off to him. He would jack me up quick. And, and it would sober me. And I had a healthy fear of my dad. And he held me accountable. And I believe I am where I am today because my dad loved me so much that he was not going to let me get away with junk. And I just had a healthy fear of dad. Well, my dad was a sinner, and he didn't always do it the right way. And, 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 and you know, dad's in heaven now. But, but, but the fact of the matter is, I know one thing about my perfect heavenly father. When he disciplines me, he will always do it perfectly. Amen? But I say all that to say this. That's one side of fear. But do you know the other side of fear that people forget about? It's the fact that when we fear God, it's just that we love Him so much that we want to please Him. It's just thinking, Lord, I love You. You died for me. You made me Your own. You've given me new life. And Lord, the least I can do in my life is to love you back. And to have that's a fear of God as well. It's a, it's a reverential awe, but it is like, Lord, I, I don't want to let you down. And again, we don't earn God's favor. Nobody's suggesting that. But I know that we can grieve God. Okay? Because the Bible says we can. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. And I think that that idea of, of uniting my heart to just, Lord, I want to I live this life pleasing you and not myself. Well, he, he takes the rest of the psalm to talk about, I mean, at verse 12, he goes on to talk about praising the Lord. And he says, with all my heart. Question, is it possible to praise God with your mouth and not your heart? I, I believe that is what the psalmist is saying here. I, I want, Lord, you to... To be praised with my heart, with my heart, not just my voice, not just my mouth, but Lord, I want my heart to be thankful for you. And, and he says, I will glorify you in your name forever. And again, he magnifies the mercy of God. You see how he always goes back to the mercy of God in verses 15 and verse 16 and then verse 17. He talks about show me a token of. For good. Now, I want to close with that, that part of uh, the, the chapter. Show me a token for good. Why? That they which hate me may see it and be ashamed. Because thou, Lord, hast hope in me, or that's helped me and comforted me. Now, what do you think this token could be? What do you think that this... This idea of a token for good that the psalmist is talking about. What do you think that could possibly mean in his life? Somebody want to 
comment on that? Yes, Becky. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. It sure is. When he saves uh, our salvation and also even after we're saved, I think when he when he um, when he saves other people around us, that's a token, isn't it? I mean, just to see the hand of God moving on someone's heart and 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 others around that seeing that. I think that's very important. What else may come to mind? when We think of the psalmist here saying, show me a token for good. Answers to prayer. That's right. Uh, people out there that, um, that question and accuse God of not being real or whatever the case may be. In this instance, people that just hated David, hated the righteousness that he was standing for. You know, David was at a point in his life here where I think it's where we are too. It's like, Lord, show us a token and, and I personally think that in this application, I think it's just personal revival. Lord, give, give me a, a personal revival in such a way that I can, I can see the fruit of it. And not just me, but other people can see the fruit. Not that, that we can be glorified, but I don't know. Hey, I, 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 I want to have revival in such a way where it will be a blessing to someone. Most likely, when we experience personal revival, I think we're probably going to be nicer people, don't you think? You think we'll be nicer people? I think that'll bless people. We'll probably we'll we'll forgive easier, you know. We won't we won't be as argumentative, uh, as selfish. Uh, we'll be more liberal in our giving and and our time. And there's so many things that come when we. Have personal revival and God working in our life. And it's a token of good, uh, for good, uh, when we do that. Perhaps it's leading someone to Christ. Um, perhaps it's a, a relationship with a child where there's reconciliation or in the marriage. Whatever the case may be. There's so many tokens that God can show us uh, in, in this life. That God has helped us and God has comforted us. So in, in closing, I just, I just encourage you to take this list and use it however you see fit. Uh, this, these lists of paraphrases along the verses that we've taken, and I hope it'll be a help to you as you, as you pray.